Welcome to the latest EG Like Sunday Morning, this week being recorded in the aftermath of Chancellor Jeremy Hunt's autumn statement, mini-budget, call it what you will. And the Chancellor did pre-warn us all uh, that we would be in this together and must all be prepared to make important cuts to get us through a difficult winter. So we've taken our own responsibility very seriously on this front. And as a result, I only have one guest this week. But the good news is, uh, you can be sure you're getting plenty of bang for your buck when that guest is peerless Piers Wayner. Yay! Is that is that just a dig that I talk too much? Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Piers, so, so how are you feeling about being back in the hard chair uh, after a, a quick stint in the easy seat last week? Well, it was it was nice being in the easy seat, although I didn't get it so easy because um, Tim decided to ask me lots of questions about what had been going on that week, which I think I should do with you this week. I think I should I, turn it all around and ask you teasing topical I, questions. I don't think that would make for a very good listen <laughs> uh, for those at home. Uh, you, were, you were clearly um, hungry yet again, as you often are when you when you are hosting EG Light Sunday morning. It was all it was all about fish and chunky chips, as far as I could tell. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I, I just think it's the timing. Obviously, it's between Sunday brunch and, and the Sunday roast. And, and clearly, I don't have enough of either. So I'm still very, very hungry. Um, so let's dig in uh, to the autumn statement. Um, and uh, the Chancellor has, has promised to face into the storm, I gather. Uh, yes. So so what form uh, does that take? Well, I mean, for the last few weeks, we have been uh, to to extend a metaphor probably beyond the point where it should reasonably be extended. Um, we've we've been getting pretty grim weather forecasts from the Treasury. It seems that every day that went past, we would have another comment from either directly from Jeremy Hunt saying it's going to be bad, it's going to be really bad, or leaks from the Treasury or those around the Treasury saying what specific things would be hacked back. Um, so the, 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 the weather forecasts, if you like, whether the storm was going to be horrific, and then you get to today and it's it's bad uh, that nobody could sit and listen to the autumn statement and think, oh, well, that's great. You know, really looking forward to it. You know, I'm, uh, that, that tax break's really going to help me out. You know, it's it's not it's not the usual sort of budget where you go, hmm, well, that's that's not great, but that might help. It was all grim, but it was less grim than than we were hoping, which, of course, is exactly the point of all those leaks. That's what mm. they're for. They're, they're, to, they're to provide a bit of a runway, they're to soften everything up so that when you eventually get the bitter medicine, it it's not quite as horrible as you're expecting. Um, but, but within that, I mean, in the last two months, we have gone from a chancellor who's been promising the biggest raft of tax cuts and and the biggest giveaway of goodies in 50 years in the name of promoting growth to his immediate successor again like this is eight weeks later offering up the highest level of tax hikes hikes and spending cuts together since the second world war i mean this is people are talking about it as being austerity 2.0 but actually if you, you combine it and you were to do it all at once, it goes further than than the um, Osborne austerity plan. So it, it is pretty severe. Um, and there's, you know, there, there, there's good reason for that. Like oh, the, um, 
did you see i don't know if you saw the the uh, the stuff that came out of the obr the office of budget responsibility um which has said we are in a recession hmm. not only are we in a recession but the the scale of that has reversed the growth of the previous 10 years so it's it's particularly horrible and into that has uh you know, Jeremy Hunt has ridden on his white charger to save us all with with some tough love. Um, and, you know, it, it's 55 billion pounds worth of, of uh, spending cuts and tax rises, half of that being cuts, half of that in tax increases. And he said, you know, that's going to go on to those with the broadest shoulders. And it, it kind of was, you know, the, the CGT exemptions have been halved. Uh, the bar for the top rate of income tax has been lowered. Um, you've had freezes on various other things like uh, inheritance tax, etc. So that's all sort of clawing it up. And then you've got this this thing of, of fiscal drag. So um, by freezing levels, you uh, in effect managed to sort of by freezing the thresholds you manage to gain more without actually having to raise bars without actually having yeah. to impose new taxes so there's a bit of sleight of hand going on and it particularly in a in a time of high inflation exactly so it allows inflation to do the heavy lifting it sort of turns the the, the enemy into uh into the the ally for a little bit and and you kind of get that with um with the 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 cost cutting with the departments as well um so one of the other things that's that's sort of laced throughout the budget is this idea he, he's saying you know, he's committing to committing to spending, um, committing to increases. And it all sounds kind of quite positive when you when you listen to his speech, when you look at the, the stuff, it looks quite positive until you realise that actually that again is freezing at current levels or going maybe one percent above. Um, education has had a, a real terms increase, but everything else is being kept below. So that's a real terms cut and quite a severe one as well. Um, but, and here's, here's quite a big but, quite a lot of those cuts aren't actually going to happen yet. Hmm. And this is where you start getting into this sort of world of magic numbers and 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 where it all becomes slightly theoretical. Um, that those those cuts the sort of the the ones to um to departmental budgets etc are being pushed to two years time so if you look at the it's it's not going to be uh, 2002 three it's not going to be 2003 four it's going to be 2004 five in other words after the next general election mm. when it's somebody else's problem so because he can't tie anybody's he can't even tie let's say this government wins the general election mm. in two years time let's say it's not labor it's the conservatives again but they'll be on a new mandate they mm. might even if jeremy hunt is still the chancellor the jeremy hunt who is the current chancellor doesn't have any ability to tie the hands of the jeremy hunt who's the chancellor after the general election so all of those things all of those promised cuts could just be completely overturned. In other words, they could simply be a sop to the OBR to say, look, we're, mm. we're doing what we need to be doing. So it could just be there to calm the markets. Either way, it's kicking those big problems into the long grass. And and that's potentially problematic. Mm. But what it means in a good way for, for the industry and for everybody else is that things like the levelling up fund, um, which had been identified as low-hanging fruit 
um, does appear to be preserved. Jeremy Hunt said uh, that the it, it would be the second round would be uh, in place um, at a, a similar level to round one, which is about 1.7 billion. There is a you know there's a problem. Sorry. So Michael Gove will presumably be pleased about that. Well, yeah, and, and I think this also goes back to to the fact that Gove was was in um, number 10 when he said yes to the job for a long time. Mm. We, we noted that at the time, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and it looks as though significant deals have been done, significant promises have been made. It looks as though Gove has had his his little slice of the pie retained. But within that, all of that funding has to be applied for by um, by local authorities. And they're now saying that because of the increase in costs, because of inflation, a lot of the the amounts that they applied for are no longer relevant. They can't afford to do what they wanted to do mm. and that they've got the, the, the mandate for, that they've been told they can have the funding for, um, on the money that they've applied for and been promised. So they're now going to have to go back and ask for it again. So that pot of money may still be there, but only in theory, it might not be allocated. And and very little of the first round has actually been handed out. So again, it's that that kind of kaleidoscope, kaleidoscope telescope of time that a lot of these things are being pushed beyond mm. that two year horizon. Um, so it's quite it's quite difficult to see you know what the immediate impact is going to be and what the long term is going to, impact is going to be. And you touched on this a bit last week, but uh, wither investment zones. <laughs> well, here's the great news. You'll love this, Jess. Investment zones, they're not dead. They're not they're, dead. They're not dead. It's great. It's great. Because you remember investment. That would be a, a relief to all those people who put the, the work in, as we as we talked about last week. Oh, well, no. As you no, talked about no, last week. It, it won't. It won't. Sadly, ah. um, all of their work is is completely irrelevant because it turns ah. out that investment, zone, investment zones under Liz Trust and Quasi Quarteng, um were these sort of almost free port ideas um, that would crop up everywhere like mushrooms after rain and there would be very little regulation and low taxes and you could have them pretty much anywhere in the potteries near uh, an old coal field or in a town center or you want an investment zone have an investment zone that was that was the idea um jeremy hunt has said investment zones will be retained however they will be completely repurposed, completely reimagined, I think is the word that he used, um, so that they are now actually going to be some way of harnessing R&D for, um, for uh, new technologies and, and sort of cutting edge industries near universities. So in other words, it's something completely different. It's something absolutely different. And this is, this is a way of sort of funneling um, bits of budget into uh, areas near, in, into the R&D sector. So, yeah, investment zones live on, just in a completely different form. Uh, and uh, I saw that you you shared uh, in your very uh, comprehensive piece online a, a link to a, a fact sheet on uh, on business rates. Uh, yes. Have you managed to, to skim read that at all? <laughs> well, I have, I've, I've had a skim. Yeah, I mean, th that's actually one of the really good bits of news from mm. from this budgeted not budget i mean it is a budget the bad news came first 
in the statement. So the the revaluation is going to go ahead from April next year. Uh, the properties will be revalued, and that can only mean one thing. I mean, for for some, it's it's going to go up. Um, for others, it might go down. But the revaluation at least keeps everything sort of on an even keel, as as, mm. as Hunt said. You know, it is an important principle that bills should accurately reflect market values. Yeah, sure. But people are going to feel the pain. But there was also the good news, which is the um, the promise that, that the blow to business will be softened by this £13.6 billion package of, of help, um, under which nearly two thirds of properties are not going to pay anything, uh, anything more, rather, um, over the next year. Uh, so that's going to mainly help hospitality and leisure and so on. Um, and there's also the other good news, which is the, um, the 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 transitional fund relief, which the government's going to going to put money into, which will help with um, with those that are the that where their costs are going to go up, but it's not going to punish those where the costs are going to go down, which previously it has. You had that tapered issue. So um, business rates. I mean, a lot of the business rates commentators and experts said of the previous statement the previous mini budget um and jeremy hunt's correction of that immediate correction of that that um the business rates were the elephant in the room um well now i mean the elephant's trumpeted and it's been heard and i think most people are pretty pleased with what's come out of it you've, you've gone silent i can't hear you uh i imagine uh you've been <laughs> flooded with uh, with uh, emails in your inbox with people responding to this. So what, what is the, the temperature of, uh, of real estate when it comes to responding to this uh, budget, not a budget? Yeah, I mean, flooded is is absolutely the case. I mean, everybody is is uh, is commenting and that's that's great. And the, the general mood is we knew it was going to be bad and it is, but it's not as bad as we were fearing. So, you know, again, that's softening up um has done the job that it was meant to do the problem is we've still got a lot of detail to come out we've still got mm. to find the detail on what's going to happen with the, the proposed planning reforms all those supply side reforms that were being talked about they're still somewhere in the pipework there's still things that need to come out um about that we're still waiting for um for more detail from from Gove, we're waiting for more detail from from uh, the Department of Business. We're we're waiting for more detail on on all sorts of things, like for example, how education is going to be tied into all of this. I mean, that idea of saying, for example, that the levelling up funding isn't going to be reduced, but then they keep talking about skills as opposed to chunks of money going to improve high streets. Say so, the detail, the detail, is as always where the devil lurks. Uh, with, with that and what, what you were saying earlier on, do you get a sense that we're entering possibly a, a two-year period of treading water? I, I, I really hope not. I think that um, the, the message coming out of the, the Treasury is that they want growth. They understand that infrastructure is vital for growth. Um, I think the phrase that, that Jeremy Hunt used was that um, it's not if you stifle infrastructure, it's, it's not just bad for your budget, it's bad for your future or worse to that effect. Um, and that's good that you're getting that recognition. Um, so hopefully there will continue to be enough 
pressure behind those sorts of, of developments and assistance of the private sector to be able to get stuck in. But again, there are these huge problems. Like the, the thing that the private sector keeps saying, the things that our industry keeps saying, is that it's all very well and good to have the the, the will and the words and indeed these little pockets of funding. But they have to work with local authority partners. They have to work with regional partners. They have to work with with public sector partners. And those public sector partners are chronically underfunded. And being told that you can raise council tax by 5%, I mean, that's that's not going to fix that. So there's some of the feedback again that's coming through is, is yeah, OK, great, you know, nice words. And again, good to see that it's not as bad as we were thinking. But there are these fundamental problems that unless they're fixed, we will, as you, you say, see two years of treading water. Well, fingers crossed that won't be the case. Excellent job, uh, as ever, summing it all up, Piers. And we have succeeded in once again getting through uh, another EGLSM without mispronouncing Chancellor Hunt. Uh, <laughs> the big question, the big question is, when it inevitably happens, will we edit it out? This is the, <laughs> this is the thing. Well, that's, that re remains for a future day to decide. Um, Shall we do a very quick roundup of the rest of the week's news in the form of a... Uh, a quick fire solo quiz. Oh no! With only uh, with only pride to play for. Well, if it's only pride to play for, yeah, that that would be good. Yes, yes, let's do good. that. Let's do it. Question let's one: Play with which, my pride. Which social media giant that I don't fully understand has snapped up more space in Farringdon? Well, snapped up indeed. It's it's Snapchat, and I'm glad you don't. It understand is. It I haven't the foggiest either. <laughs> no, no. I've, I've no idea. Um, it has it has added uh, the twelve thousand square foot top floor uh, to its HQ at Bloom Clerkenwell. So, I mean, this is news. really good. It's it's really good news, isn't it? Because um, when you look at some of the other uh, social media giants, I mean, like I I wouldn't want to be um, I wouldn't want to be Twitter's landlord at the moment with um, Elon no. Musk firing everybody. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that's that's rather worrying. Uh, absolutely. Uh, maybe maybe we should both be investigating what Snapchat is for, for, for if and when Twitter inevitably uh, implodes. Question two. Meanwhile, which major name posted a $629 million loss for Q3 and announced plans to close 40 underperforming locations? This is WeWork, isn't it? It is. It is. It is. It's been a bit of a, a week for... for uh, unfortunate results oh it, it it really has hasn't it um mm. and for for uh first halves as well uh, the um the news coming out of, of landsec british land um great portland i mean the, the, we've all had we've had <clears throat> first half results where profits have swung to losses um even though you know you, you've you've got nice things like right rental uplifts and everything seems to be going well on that front but it's yields it's valuations the, the values are just falling i mean again you look at that um with uh with both landsec and BT, uh, british land it's, it's it's only by about three percent but three percent when you're sitting on a, a 10 billion plus portfolio that's a, a hefty gouge in your profits uh it, it absolutely is but uh, it, perhaps in, in slight contrast uh, to our WeWork story, uh, our first missing word question does offer uh, a little bit of good news. Flex management agreements blank. Flex management agreements blank. Do you know the missing word? Flex management agreements. I haven't seen this headline. Um, I think I'm going to enjoy it, though. 
Is it something to do with muscles? It is not. It is actually oh, skyrocket. There's no pun oh. involved. Flex management agreement skyrocket. Chosen only for the no, uh, you know, it's just uh, intriguing. The novelty of, of of a little bit of good news, uh, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> with, uh, agreements increasing by thirty percent, uh, according to a report by Work there. So mixed, mixed, a mixed bag in the uh, flex office space this this week. Uh, on our second missing word question, you're on uh, you're on two out of three so far. Rent controls could be blank for BTR. Rent controls could be blank for BTR. An agonised face. Here's his, his early uh, early promise is petering out. I know, God, it's just it's just vanished, hasn't it? Well, you have been you've been busy. You've been concentrating. <laughs> uh, uh, what do you think? <laughs> uh, it, it's disastrous. Well, uh, rent yes. controls could be disastrous <laughs> for BTR. This is uh, our colleague Akansha's story, rounding up concerns for major BTR players over rent controls stymieing growth. Um, and finally, I have every confidence uh, that you'll get this one. It is, of course, the diary question. What surprising figure is hanging out in an old phone box in Barnsley that has been converted into one of the country's smallest museums? This is it, it's is it Tutankhamun? It is, it is, or at least uh, a life-size replica of the pharaoh's innermost coffin. Uh, I I hope for a minute it was the actual one. I thought that would be a bold <laughs> choice. <laughs> it would be, it would be a bold choice, but I'm sure it's uh, an interesting thing to happen on in the in the streets of Barnsley. Well done, Piers. That's uh, that's that's a creditable three out of five. <laughs> uh, if you were if you were listening at home and, and competing and you, you managed to score. Uh, more than three out of five please do uh, get in touch otherwise we will treat peers as this week's uh, this week's de facto winner uh okay uh, that's all from us i'm off again next week so peers you'll be back in the easy chair uh, and everyone at home be sure to tune in to find out who will be joining him on the next eg like sunday morning